0: Are you finding yourself saying to other people, sales are slow, but I'm sure they'll pick up? If you are, then it seems as though you're not alone. So in this podcast, we look at what can you do if sales are slow? Five top ideas to help get some sales momentum into your business.
1: Welcome to the Sales and Presentation Podcast. This is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want to transform their sales activity, deliver awesome presentations, and win more sales pitches. And now, here is your host, Trevor Lee.
0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 49 of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. My name is Trevor Lee. I'm here every week to share with you top tips and ideas for transforming sales, delivering awesome presentations and winning more sales pitches. Now, at the end of last week, I went to a networking event, a local networking event. There must have been about 30 people there, I suppose. Mainly small businesses, designers, creatives, you know, a whole host of people really. And it's amazing, isn't it? When you and I, I knew quite a few of the people there. But the first question everybody says to you is, are sales slow? Are you busy? Usually the question they say is, are you busy? And I, I'm never quite sure how to answer that question. Do I say, actually, I'm flat out. I haven't got a minute to spare, which is how I feel sometimes. But also, um, I also wonder you know, what, what they're thinking when they say that. And then when I ask them the question, they usually say, oh, sales are a bit slow. And then when they sort of try and then explain it away, they're using things like, well, it's the time of year. They mention Brexit. <laughs> uh, then they say things like, uh, things will pick up. Um, everyone, else, everyone else is saying it's slow and not, you know, nothing's really moving. So are you in that position? Are you thinking that, well, sales are slow at the moment and it could be the time of year maybe, you know, and, and you're, you're convincing yourself that there's something that's going to happen? So what to do? Well, here are five ideas for you to actually take away. If you think sales are slow and you're not as busy as you want to be, then here are five things I think you could do, which will hopefully help you create some momentum in your sales. If you sit back and do nothing, then nothing's going to happen. So you need to be proactive. So here are five top tips for you to think about. First up, do some sales analysis. One of the things that happens when people find sales are slow, they tend to panic and they tend to not understand why sales are actually slow. So what's your sales analysis like? Do you know who's buying your product or service right now? Do you know how that compares with this time last year? Does you know how that compares with the previous quarter? What are the trends telling you by customer, by product, by service type? If you're not doing sales analysis, you really need to do it. You need to know who's spending money with you. You know, right now, could you write down your top 10 customers? Could you do that right now? Would you know who they are? Do you know who the 10 customers that you've got or the five customers that you've got that have dropped their spend the most significantly in the last six months? Do you know who they are? So, you know, the the detail must be there because you are creating sales. So hopefully you've got some sort of records of it. So do some sales analysis, dig into the detail. That will help you formulate some, some, some trends and it will give you some data to work with. It will take away the gut feel and the second guessing about what's really going on. You might find that certain customers are drop, have dropped their spend and you haven't really realised it. You might find that certain products or services are not selling in the way they were, say, this time last year. You may, of course, have emerging products and services that are now beginning to sell more than the the old ones. So doing your sales analysis is a really good thing. It can really give you some real shape to what you're doing. So I would suggest get on and do that sales analysis straight away before you do anything else, before you start panicking about the fact that sales are slow. Number two is your customers. And the big question to ask yourself is, are you actually keeping up with your customers in terms of their expectation, what they want to buy? the way they're changing their habits, all that sort of stuff. And the only way to do that is to do some research. So, you know, you could read up, do some customer trend research. There's lots of articles out there. People are writing about this. So are you reading about it? Are you taking the time out to think about and look at? And also ask your existing customers. Ask them what's going on, you know, how they're perceiving things. What are they expecting from you going forward in terms of your offering your level of service because I was reading something very interesting recently about customer loyalty and there were a couple of people talked about it on podcasts that the fact that you know they're basically saying customer loyalty doesn't exist and it's not because we're um, we've fallen out with the uh, customers that we are buying from it's just that you know we, we live in a convenience world and therefore if it's easier to buy something or pick something up from somewhere else we will. You know, I, I would use Sainsbury's Supermarket because it's the closest supermarket to where I live. But I've hardly been to Sainsbury's, I think, in the last six months for two reasons. One is that there's another supermarket on the edge of the, of the where I live, and I often drive past it if I've been working in the east of where I live, which is often. So it's, that's very convenient. And also, I quite like walking into town. I live in town now and just picking up stuff as and when I need it. So I've got nothing against Sainsbury's in this particular example. It's just that other things have emerged, which I have found out about, which are convenient. They serve my needs. And that's just an example thing of where loyalty is, is not about going to the same place all of the time. So if you're relying on customer loyalty, you might be on dodgy ground. So be very careful about your customers. So keep having conversations with your customers. And if you've got good, solid existing customers who are spending a lot of money with you, make them feel as though you really appreciate that spend. Because if you take them for granted or you forget to talk to them, they could disappear overnight and it won't necessarily because of your level of service or your product or anything like that it could simply be because they want to try something different and they just you know that's how they are so you've got to work hard with your existing customers so there's two things let's have a look at number 3 So if you're doing some marketing and every business does some sort of marketing, whether you've got a sign above your shop or you've got a sign written van or you've got some overalls that you wear or you answer the phone, that's all marketing. But now is the time if you think sales are slow. Well, you should do this anyway. As I've mentioned in a few previous podcasts, at least once a quarter. Well, once a quarter is probably adequate. Review your marketing activity. Just sit down for a couple of hours. I did this with a customer recently and just go through all your marketing activity because and ask yourself, is marketing, whatever we're doing, is it helping us to drive customers our way? Is it helping us to create opportunities for sales? Because marketing, you know, there's tons and tons of ways of marketing. And the danger is, is that you do what you think you like to do or you do what you've always done. And that may not be working anymore for you. There's a lot of movement now away from mass marketing towards personal marketing. What do I mean by that? Well, mass marketing is putting out messages, tons of messages across social media and and if you're advertising as well, that's a kind of mass marketing thing. It's really hard though to get noticed, isn't it? Have you have you found that you've got to be absolutely relentless. Personal marketing is one-to-one marketing where you're identifying people you'd like to work with and this particularly applies to the business-to-business sector and you're focusing on them. You're having conversations with them. You're organizing meetings with them. You're putting together personal proposals for them. You're really making them feel as though they are the most important customer on your radar. But going back to your existing marketing, you know, ask yourself questions. Are the messages right? Are they up to date? Are they really saying what we're saying? Are they consistent? Because if you're advertising and marketing in more than one place, are your messages consistent? And are they relevant to what your customers Want to be doing uh, at the moment in time. So it's always a good idea to sit down and challenge your marketing and be robust with that challenge as well. It's no good dancing around, you know, and thinking, oh, well, that's all very nice and let's continue it on. We don't want to rock the boat here with our marketing team, but you have to challenge them. You have to make sure that things are working for you. And while we're talking about challenging your marketing, you know, one of the things that is part of your marketing is your on hold message. It may be something that you'd completely ignore. It's a bit like your email signature or indeed the message that you leave on your mobile phone. Do you know what that is? If I leave you a message on your mobile phone, do you know what you're saying? Are you still on holiday from June of last year or have you updated it? But even something simple like your on-hold message can make a difference to customers, particularly when we know that around 70% of people are making decisions before they come to you. So those first impressions are really, really important. Well, we've teamed up with VoiceBuddy and they produce professional telephone on-hold and out-of-office messages. They're a great company. So check, what's your on-hold music like? Because it's the sort of thing internally you never really hear. It's only your customers who hear it. Check it out. Your message may be out of date, may be boring. You might be using scratchy old music. So get in touch with VoiceBuddy, voicebuddy.co.uk and they can transform the quality of your pre-recorded messages. That's number three, marketing. Let's have a look at number four. So number four is sales activity, because what are you actually doing in sales? What are you actually doing to try and make things happen? Are you just waiting for orders to come in? Are you opening the door and in the morning and sitting there and thinking, hey, this will be great. People will be flocking in. But then they're not. And then you go, oh, it's a bit slow around here. Nothing's really happening. Must be roadworks again. So what are you doing? You've got to be proactive, haven't you? Because if you're just sitting back and waiting for things to happen, well, nothing could happen. You know, you might never get another sale ever again. So are you getting out and about? Again, if you're, in the, if you're in the business to consumer sector, then you really need to be working hard on that marketing activity. What's drawing people to you? If you're in the business to business sector and you're looking for fewer customers to work with, but of a higher quality or whatever, then are you getting out and about? Are you, what sort of conversations are you having with people? And, I, you know, what are you doing with your existing customers? Because they can be a source of great new revenue. Are you working hard with them? Are you having conversations? Are you having quarterly reviews with your existing customers? Because there are two things that, you know, from existing customer point of view. One is that businesses tend to not have conversations about existing customers spending more money because they get frightened. that They'll they'll suddenly decide to spend no money at all. Well, you know, often that's complete rubbish. I mean, if they're spending money with you, they like you, they know you, they trust you. But you can't just rely on their loyalty that it'll keep going forever. And as we mentioned a few minutes ago. You've got to work hard with them. You've got to keep producing ideas for them that will help them to do better themselves. Because your customers may be finding that sales are slow as well. So if you can help them overcome that, you're both winners. You'll both have a sales momentum, you know, sort of spurred. So see existing customers as a source of new revenue opportunity. The last thing you want is customers who are existing ones saying to you, oh, I didn't know you did that, things like that. And then look at your sales process, how easy is it to buy from you? If any of you have seen me do my my sales uh, process breakfast event, you'll see that I've got that wetsuit and T-shirt in the old suitcase. Basically, the message is, uh, is it as tricky for people to buy from you as it is to get into the wetsuit? Or is it as easy to buy from you as it is to get into the T-shirt? So if you haven't seen that sketch, then uh, you can always invite me along to your event. Uh, Always looking for new events to speak at. Um, it's a, it's a bit of fun, and there's a big I will launch a big bet as well to see if anybody in the audience will take me on in the wetsuit T-shirt challenge. So it's great fun. If you haven't seen it, then uh, give me a call, drop me an email, and we'll talk about me coming along to your event and uh, inspiring your uh, your audience and giving them a bit of entertainment at the same time. But the key point is, is that you know, look at your sales process. Just how easy is it to buy from you? Because if there are any barriers in there. And your customers, your potential customers are going to be put off. They're just simply not going to buy from you. They're going to go somewhere else where it's easier. And, you know, the buying process has got so much easier, hasn't it? Being led by the big boys who really know how to make this very slick, you know, one click buying and all that stuff. So it's no good saying, well, ah, that's Amazon, you know, it's a different thing. It is. But in the mindset of of the customer, your customer, they're thinking that you should be just as easy to buy from. Maybe, you know, not quite as easy, but pretty, pretty easy. So get rid of those barriers. Again, have that conversation with yourself. What are the barriers that stop people buying from you? There'd be lots out there. Right, one more to go. So the final one is your competition. Because if you know sales are slow, it might be that everyone's running off to your competition. We talked about loyalty earlier and things like that. But, you know, you can learn a lot from your competition. There are two thoughts on competition. One is you ignore it altogether and you just plow your own furrow and you just get on and focus on your customers. And I think that's a great strategy to have. But at the same time, you know, it's always useful to know what your competition or what you see to be your competition are up to. What are they doing? How How are you going to differentiate and stay ahead from them? What can you learn from their activities? You know, mystery shop your competition. Go and buy something or try and buy something from your competition and see what it's like. You know, try that out. And if, you know, you you could learn an awful lot from that. So you can't afford to ignore your competition, but you want to, of course, be creating something different if you can for your, your customers that will lure them away from the competition and help you gain sales in that way as well. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. So a quick run through of those five things. So do your sales analysis. Look at your customers. Talk to your customers. Find out what they're thinking. Ask them about what you need to keep doing better. Review their marketing. Make it a robust review, you know, not just a dance around the handbags and let's not do anything, but let's really review and challenge that marketing. Is it in the right direction? Is it too mass marketing? Are you Should you be doing more personal marketing? And then look at your sales activity. What are you actually doing? You know, how are you going to try and make this happen? If you've got a sales team, where are they going? How are they spending their time? Could they be more efficient? Could they be better utilised? Do you need them all or do you need more? And look at your sales process. How easy is it to buy from you? And then your competition. What are they up to? You know, what can you learn from them? Are they doing anything different at all? So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that's been useful to you. So it is about focusing on your customers, making sure that what you're offering is what they need. So do that very, very well, and that will be beneficial to you. So there you go. I hope that's been helpful to you. That's the end of another podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Lee. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. So until then, make sure that you make the most of the sales and presenting opportunities that will come your way.
1: Thank you for listening. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media. If your organization needs to transform its sales activity and re-energize its sales team, or you need help with a key presentation or sales pitch, then please get in touch with Trevor via Trevor at treverlymedia.co.uk or call him on 07785 390 717. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes or via your podcast app. Thank you.